You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Darwin Sook, and thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras Podcast, a Rockies edition. Pleased to be joined by Rocks reporter Thomas Harding. Thomas, we appreciate the time. As always, my friend, I know we talked recently about the next step for the Rockies. They go wild card game. Then this past year, they go to the NLDS and they come up short there. It seems like the next step could be the World Series. You've been fielding some questions from fans. And I want to ask you, what what young player within the organization, within the team right now, do you think that could step up and go to a next level next season that would help the Rockies go to their next level, whether that be the NLCS or the World Series. It's funny. There there are a couple. First of all, David Dahl, although it seems like he's been around forever, he has, hasn't really played a whole lot of ball games for the Rockies because of injuries. But you look at what he did in September, 287 with nine home runs and 27 RBIs. And this is what the Rockies were thinking of when they drafted him out of a high school in Birmingham in the first round in 2012. I mean, he's a guy that... Um, really could step forward in any number of positions. He's kind of the uh, part of the development philosophy where he played all three positions kind of equally. They want to have that positional versatility. Definitely David Dahl. I think we saw some power toward the end of the season out of him and and really during the year. What we should see more of is uh, he's hit for average pretty much everywhere he's been in the minor leagues, and he hit 326 at home last year. I think you'll see that pick up. Also, what I'm looking to see out of him is the speed element. I um, haven't seen a lot on the bases. Now, there were five steals last season. He's a guy that could uh, that, that could push the stolen base, and defensively, he could use it in the outfield a little bit more. The other guy that I'm looking at and I'm, I'm actually kind of researching to put a, an article together on is Ryan McMahon, who you look at the overall numbers and they were a struggle. A lot of it had to do with he made the team out of spring training and you could argue that it was a little bit early for him to um, you know, to, to be fed a whole lot of at-bats. But they used the season to develop him. And as he developed, he really got good late in games. Um, he hit better as a sub than as a starter. Um, did better against relief pitchers than starters. But um, you're looking at a guy that next year you see some power from the from what he had in the minors. You didn't see at the major league level, but he was able to put more balls in play as the season went. And he has that versatility that a lot of people like to talk about. I mean, he was drafted as a third baseman. That's his natural position, but he became very good at first base. And during the season, they developed him some at second base also, which I think is a key there to where there are a couple of options at second if they don't re-sign D.J. LeMahieu, Garrett Hampson, um, an, another young guy, and Brian McMahon. So those are, those are two that I think, because of their experience in the major leagues this season, they could make a quantum leap next season. Absolutely. And the way Dahl ended that season, like you said, just phenomenal. Became kind of a national story what he was able to do down the stretch of the season and see if he can carry that in now to next year with that confidence. And let's switch gears a little bit now and look at the bullpen uh, situation with the Rockies, a relief pitcher that the Rocks would like to keep around, Xiong Huan Oh. However, the latest on him, perhaps going back to Korea, we've heard rumors of that. Where does that stand with Oh for next season? 
Well, I think it was a little bit premature there um, because he is under contract to the Rockies because his his um, option vested at 70 appearances and he had 73. And the Rockies have discussed this with his agent. I think there was a story recently in the Denver Post, in fact, um, a, a day or so ago. Basically, what it is is he may have, it may have been taken out of context. He may have been talking about, hey, after next season, I could come home to Korea. Obviously, the fans want him back. Uh, they they would really love to see him return as what, what was known as the final boss, one of the greatest closers in KBO history. But he is under contract to the Rockies. And but between what's been said by his agent and what's been said by um, general manager Jeff Breidich, uh, th- there's no attempt on his part to wiggle out of the next season that that he is contracted to the Rockies. So that'll really be big for the bullpen because um, at times last season, they had trouble against left-handed hitters, but when they traded for, oh, that, that kind of settled down some because he is equally good against right and left-handers. And if he's able to continue that, they could gradually feed a younger guy like a Harrison Musgrave into a lefty specialist role without him having to take every big lefty in every big game. And with O's potentially staying, and it sounds like that's good news now for the Rockies and their fans, that that seems uh, was premature to talk about him going back to Korea and that O might should be a part of that bullpen for next season. You have Wade Davis in the, in the back end of that. 43 saves last year led the NL. Uh, he's a finalist for reliever of the year. Uh, how important is he to that bullpen? Obviously, hugely important, but it really stabilizes everything where the Rockies could have a very strong bullpen next season if everything goes according to plan. Uh, yes, and I think that Wade Davis could be better next season because there was a bit of an adjustment um, to course Field for him. Uh, his fastball cut more than he expected it to, and he spent much of the season trying to figure out how to handle that. Also, later in the year, he figured that um, his workout program cost him too much weight. He actually had to gain about 10 or 15 pounds between August and September. Wouldn't you like that problem? I was about to say, that sounds wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) So he put on some more weight, and and he finished the season pretty strong. Granted, he did not have a good one appearance in um, in the NLDS, but he had been idle for a few days. He pitched quite well in the wild card game against the Cubs. But I think that because he's been at Denver for a season, I think you're going to see a little bit more consistency out of him. That was the, the inconsistency that we saw out of Wade Davis at times last season was something you hadn't really seen since he became an established closer. But it, but he should be able to handle that. And uh, the, the ninth inning is something that uh, maybe the Rockies won't have to worry about. And hey, even with his struggles at times, 43 saves. Pretty impressive. 43 saves leading the NL despite those struggles. And talking with Thomas Harding, Rockies reporter. As we wind down here, Thomas, take a look at the Arizona Fall League for a minute. Young players, some young players there tearing it up, particularly uh, the number 11 prospect. I was just reading about Tyler Nevin. He had a couple opposite field triples the other day. I don't care whether that's big league level or Arizona Fall League. When you had a couple opposite field triples, you're doing something right. What can we expect from him? going forward, and some of the other young talent within the organization. i tell you what, Tyler Neville, Nevin, who's the son of um, the Yankees bench coach, Phil Nevin, um, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a guy that you look at the body, you look at the size, 
and, and, and it screams prospect to you. The issue has been since he was drafted, um, I believe, in the second round. He's just struggled with injuries, but this season he got in about 100 games at the Class A level and really showed for um, Class A Lancaster. In the fall league, you're seeing it. He's a little taller than his father. I was having this discussion with Zach Wilson, the um, the, the farm director for the Rockies. He's a little bit taller, has a little bit more leverage, so he could um, pro- probably drive some balls deeper over the fence, whereas his dad was, was an excellent line drive hitter and smart player. Um, thing about him, too, is he's played, he was drafted as a third baseman, played a lot of first base this year as Colton Welker, one of the number two prospect for the Rockies, played a lot of third. But he, he, can, he can definitely play first and third, moves his feet well, has good hands, and he's athletic enough to where he can um, play some outfield. If you're looking at the game these days, you're looking for more positional versatility, and he could end up giving you that eventually. Now, the Rockies haven't gotten to that point where they experiment with him in the outfield yet, but there are a lot of possibilities with him. Um, Zach was telling me, he was kind of laughing about it. He's like, you know, with the injuries, he kind of fell off the prospect radar. I mean, number 11 seems very low for him, the way he is going against top competition in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, I was going to say, if he's number 11, then who's 1 through 10? Because he looks pretty good from what I've seen. Hey, Thomas, uh, always fun talking with you. Great stuff as always. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again very soon as the Rockies offseason really gets rolling. Hey, thanks for having me. I enjoyed these and I hope the fans do too. Oh, they definitely do. Thanks again. Thomas Harding joining us on MLB Extras. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Team. 